and a very blessed Monday to you. And this week is going to be glorious. Saints, I am so excited about the teaching that I am bringing to you. The blood of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this. I pray the Lord is going to show you the powerful reason of why the blood of Jesus was shed. And Father, I pray today you will speak to your people in a very special way. Let this be a great day and a great week for all of us in your word. And I pray, wonderful Father, in Jesus' name, that you will remove the fog out of anyone's mind right now. Give your people clarity and vision and an understanding by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, and we will, we will give you the glory. Amen. A very important teaching today, a very deep teaching today. I think it's going to clear some questions. Going to help you understand a lot about what the Bible teaches about substitution. And thank you for joining me today. I'm so grateful to the Lord for you. I'm so glad you're with me. And I'm so happy, by the way, that soon we're going to be back on television with these half hours that I'm doing with you. So I pray many, many people will be blessed. Amen. All right. Let's begin. And thank you again for being my wonderful partner. I want you to go to Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. And I want to just, in fact, let's read this beautiful verse together. I'm going to read verse 20 of Hebrews 13 to begin my teaching. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Wow. So, The Lord Jesus rose from the dead because his blood was shed. That is a remarkable revelation in the Bible. Now the God of peace that brought in from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Two things here. Number one, it was the power of the blood that caused the resurrection of the Lord. Had the blood not been shed, there would be no resurrection. Number two, it's through the, the power of the blood God will bring you and I into perfection in him. So think about what I just said. Amazing power in the blood. Why? What is the reason? Like, you you think about God sending his son to earth. The New Testament coming into being. What brought that about? The representative, the Lord Jesus, the man God, the God-man Why did he have to come and shed his blood? Why was the blood shed on Calvary's cross? And the Bible talks about 
what happened after the resurrection. The blessings of the new covenant. The authority God gives the believer because of the shed blood of his son. So we have to understand a few things here. Uh, but let's let's begin by asking the question. Uh, what is this importance with the shedding of blood? Like, why do we see in the Old Testament the death of animals, their blood being shed? Why? Uh, millions of animals. Think about that in the Old Testament. So why did the love of God focus on the shedding of the blood of his son? First, why all the animals had to be killed in the Old Testament? Why the shedding of blood in the Old Covenant? And why did the love of God focus on his son dying on the cross, shedding his blood for you and me? These are very important questions to answer. I know some Christians don't think about that, but I think it's good to think about it. It's good to understand it because it helps you understand the Bible, our salvation, our walk with God, our destiny in the Lord. Think about a river of blood flowed uh, from Genesis on in the Bible. Daily, animals were sacrificed in the tabernacle later, in the temple later. And then we, we, we see the blood of the Lord Jesus being shed on the cross. And then we see something amazing in Revelation 5. In Revelation 5, we see a celebration uh, giving God glory. In Revelation 5, verse 9 and 10, giving the Lord glory that the blood of Jesus was was shed because it fulfilled all you know all Old Testament sacrifices. So in in this amazing portion in Revelation 5, I'm going to read verse 9 and verse 10. And they sang a new song, a tremendous celebration, saying, You are worthy to take the book. You are worthy to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and has redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of every kindred, every tongue, every people, every nation, and has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. An amazing moment in heaven of just such glorious worship, glorious praise, a glorious celebration, celebrating the, 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 the victory of Calvary, the shedding of the blood of Jesus. You are worthy to take the book and to open the seals because you were slain 
you've redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every kindred, every tongue, every people, every nation. And by the power of the blood, Lord, you made us kings. You made us priests. The blood of Jesus gave us a kingdom. The blood of Jesus gave us thrones of authority. We will reign with the Lord a thousand years through the power of his blood that was shed on Calvary. Think about that. That's what it says. Because you shed your blood, now you've made us unto our God kings and priests, and we will reign on the earth. So, let's talk about that. Like, where did this all begin? Did it begin, you know, people ask, like, was it a practice in history, in ancient civilizations? Well, it was in the demonic. Still is. But that's not the reason the Bible talks about it. Now, you know, where did the idea come from? Now, some people say, well... It came from, it arose in the babyhood of human, the human race, uh, where they were, uh, where they were told that, uh, to, to appease the demonic, you have to shed blood. To keep the false gods from harming you. But that's not what the Bible teaches. It's not what the Bible teaches. Here's what the Bible teaches. And you know what? A lot of uh, people around the world still believe what I just said. And they still practice that in many, many countries, believing that demons will be, you know, driven away or something, uh, or leave, leave them alone. But that's not what the Bible teaches. Yes, there, there is power in the blood of Jesus, absolutely, to drive away the demonic, to bring freedom to our lives. But in reality, the shedding of blood in other uh, nations and some nations brings the demonic rather than drive it you know, away. But let's look at what the Bible teaches about this. It says uh, something amazing in Leviticus 17. I'd like you to look at it with me. Verse 11 through 14. And there's a lot of amazing truth in this. It says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And God says, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, no soul of you shall eat blood. Neither shall any stranger that sojourneth among you eat blood. And whatsoever man there be of the children of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn among you, which hunteth and catcheth any beast or fowl that may be eaten, he shall even pour out the blood thereof and cover it with dust. For it is the life of all flesh, the blood of it is for the life thereof. 
Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, Ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh, for the life of all flesh is the blood thereof. Whosoever eateth it shall be cut off. Whoever eats it shall be cut off. In the demonic realm, they drink blood in mockery of the blood of Jesus. Because even demons understand what it represents. But let's look at this again. It says, for the life, verse 11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And then it says something powerful. It is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. Whose blood? The blood of Jesus. For the life of the flesh of humanity is in the blood. Without blood there's no life. But I have given you the blood upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. God is talking about the blood of his son on the altar of sacrifice, the cross. For it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. Now some would say, well, this speaks about the old covenant. Not, not exactly, because I'm going to show you that the blood of the old covenant had nothing to do with pleasing God. God was pleased because of something that happened in eternity, which I'm going to show you from Isaiah and from Revelation and from First Peter. So keep listening and stay with me. Because God has no pleasure in the blood of animals. The blood of animals does zero for redemption. It did zero for redemption. Because it's not possible for the blood of animals to remove sin. Not possible. But let me keep reading verse 12. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, No soul of you shall eat blood. Why? Because it's sacred. Ah. Number one. It represents God's holiness. It is sacred. Neither shall any stranger that sojourns among you eat blood. And whatever man of the children of Israel or of one who is a stranger, if they eat blood, it says, they'll be cut off. That's in verse 14. So the life of the flesh is in the blood. And God Almighty... clearly states here that he is the owner of life. He's the giver and the owner of life. And life is in the blood. Therefore, God looks upon the blood as sacred. Even the blood of humanity in the Son of God is sacred because it represents his life. It represents his life. The moment life leaves the blood, a human being dies. I will never forget 
when my mom passed. I was sitting next to her. She's laying on the bed in Orlando, in the home of my brother Sam, and all of us are there. I'm holding her hand, and I felt when the life left her hand. I felt it in, as, as I'm holding her hand. I felt life leave, and I said to my family, she's gone. And they said, how do you know? I said, I just felt it. I was holding her hand, and I felt life leave. And within just a short time, her, her hand became cold, and then afterwards it became stiff. And man, that was a very powerful moment for me. And I remember these words, life is in the blood. And the blood of human beings corrupts after that life leaves. sacred to God. The first response of God to the sin of man was to give them what a gift. What was that gift? The blood of an, of an animal. He came and clothed them with blood. So a, an animal had to die on behalf of Adam. On behalf of Eve, a substitute had to die because they sinned. And God gave them a gift by keeping them alive and demanding the death of a substitute. Because being that they sinned, death would have come to them physically at that moment. But God Almighty had an animal die to keep them physically alive. Later, of course, we know they died spiritually. And that's why Jesus came, and not on the cross, to bring life back to, to the human spirit. Isn't that beautiful? And this truth was revealed to Moses and the whole human race in the details of the old covenant law. If you read the Old Testament, you'll see the many animals shed, uh, the blood shed of many animals. But how could the blood of an, of an animal have really any effect on sin? Because there was no virtue in the blood of animals. There's no virtue in the blood of, of animals. So then where then do we look for the effectiveness of the blood of animals? No, there's none. So here's the beautiful, the beautiful truth. To fully understand the sacrifices of the old covenant, we have to go back to eternity past. We have to understand the purpose of the Trinity. So the Bible makes it very clear that... Uh, Let's go to First Peter. Let's go to First Peter. This is so beautiful. Because I want you to really get this. I want you to understand why. Like, what's the real reason behind it? Let's look at verse 18 and 19. And 20. First Peter chapter 1. 
For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things, like silver and gold from your vain conversation or conduct or life, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot, watch this verse 20, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Meaning that Jesus died and shed his blood before the foundation of the world. We see that also in Revelation. Let's look at the book of Revelation. Let's look at chapter 13. And let's look at verse 8. It says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, meaning the Antichrist, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. Slain from the foundation of the world. So before time, before space, before God's creation, before God created the angels and the universe and the earth and so on, Jesus the Son had died in the heart of God, crucified in the heart of God before the foundation of the world. The blood of Jesus was shed in the heart of God before the foundation of the world. Because we just read it in First Peter. Let's go back to it. Pay attention to this most beautiful uh, revelation here, especially in verse 20. But let's read the whole thing again. He said, you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold from your vain or futile conduct or life, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb, without blemish, without spot, who was verily, watch, foreordained. He was foreordained before the foundation of the world. And was manifest in these last times for you and me. So what happened in eternity had to become reality in history. So frankly, uh, that shows me why the blood of animals had to be shed. Because from the determination in the heart of God... Animal sacrifice meant less than zero had it not been a, a, a picture of the blood of Jesus already shed in his heart. Think about what I just said. Apart from the determination in the heart of God to give his son Jesus for the world, animal sacrifice meant less than zero. Therefore, when God saw the blood of animals, he accepted it because he saw what? The blood of his son. He didn't see the blood of animals because it meant zero to him apart from the blood of Jesus. So every time an animal died, Jesus saw his son and what Jesus did in the heart of God. And God made it very clear in Isaiah that the blood of animals meant nothing to him apart from the Lord. He said, for what purpose? 
I'm reading Isaiah 1.11. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts. I delight not, I delight not in the blood of bullocks. I delight not in the blood of lambs. I delight not in the in the blood of goats. It's right there. So what did God delight in? Seeing the blood of his son. Hallelujah. Shed before the foundation of the world. So in itself, the pouring out of animal blood could not give or contribute anything to bring a person to God. The animal sacrifice had meaning only because it was the shadow, it was the shadow of the blood of Jesus already having been shed. The sacrifice of Jesus already being accomplished in the heart of God the Father. Now I'm going to show you more tomorrow. Please join me. Do not miss it because I'm going to show you how how Abel saw and accepted by faith the death of the Son of God. That's why God accepted him. How Cain rejected. Because you see, when God came to Adam and clothed him with blood in Genesis 3, God gave Adam the revelation of the blood of his son. Because it says, by faith, by faith, Abel offered a better sacrifice than Cain. How? Because his father told him about what God showed him. And he accepted it. And God accepted Abel because he accepted the revelation of the cross. Don't miss tomorrow. You wonder about Moses. Like it says that Moses saw Calvary. Abraham saw Calvary. Jesus said, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. We're going to talk about that more tomorrow. So please don't miss tomorrow. Because these are very important teachings on the blood of God. And Lord, I pray, wash and purify with your blood everyone now listening, everyone watching. Bless them. And Lord, we apply the blood of Jesus, your son, on our homes. We apply the blood of Jesus on our families. We apply the blood of Jesus on our work and our futures and our possessions. In the name of Jesus, touch your people, bless your people, magnify your holy name, and thank you, Lord, for your blood shed on the cross of Calvary. We give you the praise. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord answer every prayer in your life. Meet every need in your life. And I pray God will bless you also today as you give to his work. I told you earlier we're going to be going back on television. So I'm going to ask you today to help me by going back on TV. Three networks have opened up to us. Three in the U.S. Three networks, and yes, we're already on some international networks for free.
but the ones in the U.S. are not for free. I wish they were, but they're not. So, three new networks have opened up. You know, I I had not wanted to go back on TV because TV was so expensive when we had our programs, uh, healing programs. But I just felt by the Lord, you know, to believe for it now, to just step out in faith. Because these teachings I'm doing daily, I've been doing them now since last year, are needed. The body of Christ needs to be strengthened in the faith, especially with all the problems we have around us. So will you stand with me? Will you help me get back on TV? So loved ones and family members can watch on Christian networks these teachings daily. We're going to start with weekly because of the cost. But as you give and you give more, I'll just keep, you know, I'll keep adding more and more days to it. And frankly, they're, they're open to have me daily on, on some of these networks, but it's just, I'm waiting for the money to come. So if you don't give, I can't do it. If you do, I'll do it. And, and frankly, we are, we are scheduled to begin in December. So that's only days away. I just said, Lord, I want to go by faith and we're going to start weekly first, you know, kind of see how it goes. But even weekly is a blessing. But wouldn't it be wonderful if we can be on daily all over America again? And then I'll be praying for the, for the sake of the end of the programs. I, I've done it a lot already and was here, but you know, I'll do it maybe a little more. But as God leads me, frankly, to be honest with you, a few, you know, a few days ago it was wonderful. The Lord just led me to pray for the sake and it was, it was a precious anointing. But these programs are mainly teaching programs. We need the Word. Oh, how we need the Word of God. So help me get that message out, will you? You can sow right now on the platform you're watching me on. Or you can go to our website, benhain.org, or simply text BHM45777. And please become a partner with our ministry for whatever amount uh, monthly you can give regular. And God will bless you for it, I promise you. Much love. I'll see you tomorrow. And uh, uh, please tell your friends and share this with your friends. I'll see you again. Shalom and much love.